0: and welcome to this latest episode of the English Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And today we've got a very special guest on, Gary O'Brien, who is doing a Kickstarter campaign for a new Star Trek fan fiction film called The Holy Core. Hi, Gary.
1: Hi, how's it going?
0: Yeah, good, thanks. It's not too bad. Good. Happy we to have can... you on. Thank you Thank so much you. for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure.
2: We might want to do a bit of an introduction into how we already know Gary. Cause there's a bit of a story to that, and if you remember, um, Trek On from the end of last year, you might remember from an episode in that it's thanks to the guys over at Trickmate, Wayne and Jude, is how we already know, um, Gary and things that have, and his previous film, which you've re- definitely got to go and check out. Yeah, not that which you is... can tell this isn't scripted or anything, but. <laughs>
0: no as I said it was a case it was um, Chance Encounters and uh, originally we were um, meant to have a chat with you about the film but unfortunately we never did get the chance but um, we did mate which was fantastic Um, yes and you um, you emailed us a while back saying hey doing a new film you know want to do an interview so of course you know we were really really excited to hear that you were doing a a second one because I said the first one was really quite successful um I know I really enjoyed it. Um, I, think, I think we've watched it a few times, haven't we, Si, I think?
2: Yeah, definitely yeah. in preparation of that Q&A. And I think it's a measure, kind of... If if you can make me watch a fan film, it's got to be good. Because Jamie yeah. knows it's a darn tight of a diff, difficult thing to try and do.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit more kind of susceptible than I think Simon is. I mean, a good example of that is uh, Star Trek Continues. Um, yes. like I really really liked and I think you, you liked the production values, but same for you so I just didn't you just couldn't get into it for whatever reason could you so but uh, you know it's, you know and you sit
2: there and go it's the original series, but it's not because it hasn't got the actors in it who are actually in the original series. So that's why I kind of like chance and encounters and the kind of fresh newness of it all and kind hmm. of you know Gary doing his own thing and kind of adding to the story.
1: Yeah, well, I I, f- I figured that you know, with Star Trek such a big universe, um, we don't need to keep seeing the same people. Um, I mean, I I really like what um the the Star Trek Continues guys have done. I think, like, that's that's really amazing what they've pulled off there. But yeah, it, it's that's a right. shame in a way that it's it's Kirk and Spock again. Um, and but. It's a very different thing what they're doing to what to what I'm doing, but yeah, I I figured original characters because then you 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 don't get that comparison with people thinking, oh well, he's not the real you know, in my case, but he's not the real you know Patrick Stewart or he's not the real Brent Spiner or whatever it would be. So I just figured invent some new characters you know uh the star Trek universe is plenty big enough i reckon so oh
0: I mean, yeah i mean such such a big galaxy i think by next year i think was
1: it at this point like 11 of the galaxy so yes yeah something like that big open space to work with so. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah that's what i thought anyway hmm.
0: so um tell us a bit more about um the holy calling gary as i understand it like, um it's a, a, re- a religious story, isn't it, or something?
1: Um, there's certainly a religious element to it, but it's certainly not like a, a sermon or anything either. It's probably less religious than some of the episodes of DS9 were. Um, mm. It's uh, it's I, I guess I should say it's set in the next-gen era, and it's set on a nebula-class starship, uh, well, not entirely on a on the starship, but a lot of it is, and uh, we have our crew, uh, a new crew. Um, so we have a new captain and and, and all the rest. Um, and the the film opens with our ship arriving at a planet called Vita Two, to help the Vitans, and the Vitans are a people that have been at war with them with each other um, over religion for a couple of centuries, and in the last ten years or so, they've managed to find peace. And uh, they've kind of trashed their planet in all these uh, all this war that they've been doing, and now that they've found a sort of peace, uh, we're there to help them clean their atmosphere. And so that's kind of how we uh, arrive at, in, at the in the beginning of the film with that scenario, and we're there to help them clean their atmosphere with this new technique which they've kind of come up with and that we're going to help them with. Um, so that's our launching off point, and then from there, um, a really I mean, I'm quite proud of it. I think we've got a really good story and that story then unfolds from there and all sorts of twists and turns happen and not everything is as it seems and we hopefully have a rip-roaring adventure with a bit of thoughtfulness in there as well.
0: Yeah, because I, um, I think, you know, I, I love that sort of thing, like twists and turns, which I don't see coming. And one of the things I I really loved about Chance Encounters was the fact it was, it was focused on the characters and you've got a real nice sense of um, interesting contrast between them, and some good character development. And I think that's—I think the characters are at the heart, of, whether, whether it's Star Trek or otherwise. I think they're at the heart of any any good story. Um, you know, it's it's great it's great having that special effects and action sequences, but where where something like particularly Star Trek really sells is the emotional side of it. Um, so obviously, in the case of Chants and cats it was it was telling a love story, and obviously, um, you know with this one as you say it's trying to help these people and there's obviously this part of it, it has there's this religious side to it as well so it's, i think we're both really quite intrigued to uh it's, it sounds really really interesting so i know me and some will definitely be checking it out
1: yeah no thanks man yeah i mean i think you know as i say we've, we've spent quite a lot of time coming up with the scripts and you're exactly right um it's got to be about character and story but what always strikes me about like fan favorite Star Trek episodes and stuff is there, you know, that there are often the ones where when you really break it down, there's not a lot of action in them. You know, the Mm -hmm. inner light, the visitor sitting on the edge forever, you know, that they're, they're not about the spaceships. Um, And so for me, it's like, well, we haven't, you know, even if we get funded, we're not going to have hundreds of thousands of pounds to spend. So let's not try and do stories that rely on the spaceships and the special effects and that let's do Let's emulate the episodes that are our favorites and that, uh, and other popular ones, which, you know, happy coincidence, they're also kind of the cheapest ones to do. So um, so that's certainly, yeah, part of what's informing our story choices is character and story. Um, but the, the reason we're raising the trying to raise the money at the Kickstarter is because, you know, even the most simple Star Trek episode, it still has some scenes in some rooms. And uh, we kind of dodged that a bit with Chance Encounter by setting a lot of it outside. Um, And we had our shuttle pods set. Um, But we want to do, you know, we realize that as great as, you know, hopefully Chance Encounter is and as proud of it as we are, we certainly do realize that, you know, there's elements of it that, you know, on a second run through we'd, we'd like to change. And one of those things is that we want to address in the Holy Core is making it look and feel more like Star Trek. Because certainly I would disagree with anybody that criticised Chance Encounter by saying there's not a hell of a lot of overt Star Trek in it. You know, we only have a couple of brief scenes on the ship. Um, it's just nice, I think, to, if we're going to make a Star Trek movie to go all out and do everything Star Trek from the story, the theme, uh, and that also includes the sets and the setting, you know, so um yeah the holy core is really going to try and ramp up the the star trekness of the film yeah because
0: i understand it um you originally did chance encounters it was you had it you had a love story first but then you built star trek around it but that's right holy exactly Call, i understand itself way right around you actually want to make it a you know more yeah. star trek story yeah that's it
1: star trek from the ground up basically whereas chance encounter you're right it was a little bit more of we had ideas and it and i sort of had a eureka moment and said let's do star trek with it um but this one the holy core it's it's definitely star trek through and through and i'm really excited about it i i really hope we get to go into production if the fundraiser works out for us so fingers crossed we will see if anybody's listening i want to try and check it out or chuck us some money then please do visit the kickstarter i'm sure these guys will make the links available yeah we
0: definitely will do yeah uh, so that's something we'll definitely make sure that people um, are made aware of
2: um, there's also that... links to chance encounters as well so they can have a look at the last one to see what this one's going to be like
1: yeah go... yeah get a get a measure of the it's kind the of the quality cameras. yeah yeah and we're hoping to to outdo ourselves as well you know we, we want to up our game that's another reason we're doing another one is you know it's each each film we've done my friend paul and i who work on these together each time we've made a film over the last decade or so they've gotten better um, certainly in terms of production value and stuff. And we want to up that as well with the Holy core and we can do it. We just need the funding. Um, we've got it all there. We've got, we've got the scripts, we've got everything. We've got the set designs, we've got everything in place. We've got locations figured. It's all there. It's all set. We just need the funding.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you know, it's, um, I think, you know, and that's the thing about Kickstarter campaigns. I think they generally, they generally are quite successful. Um, you know, whether it's for, whether it's for Star Trek or otherwise. So, you know, um, I think, you know, Simon, you've already donated a bit, haven't you?
1: Yes, Simon has. Yes, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that, Simon. I saw yeah. that today. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I do plan to. I've had so much going on the last couple of days, it slipped my mind, but I do plan to donate. So.
1: Nice one. It's very much appreciated. Very much appreciated. Yeah. Whatever you can spare, it all goes into the pot and hopefully gets us one step closer to... Well, I
2: think, for me, it's yeah. kind of weird. you around for the first one, so it's like... It's also one of those things where we always, always try and donate to things when we always get someone on. It's like, well, we've got to ha- we're having you on. We've got to kind of we can't just kind of go donate and not donate. So we always <laughs> try and try and put our our money into the mix as well.
1: Yeah, well, nice one. I certainly appreciate it. Your money's where your mouth is. It <laughs> actually is. I, I can I can vouch for that. So thank you.
2: Well, while we're talking about money, why don't we talk about the goals and some of the perks that are available and because i think that also works into the guidelines that um have kind of limited what you can offer with them
1: yeah that's true that they um the guidelines have kind of limited it a bit um it's uh yeah that there's they basically i expect most people listen to this no so we won't Belabour it, but there was certainly the um, the fan film guidelines that came out, which Chance Encounter just missed, uh, but the Holy Core is now subject to, um, and uh, yeah. So we have to. They limit things that you can give away, so we can't give away any merchandise or props or or DVDs or T-shirts or anything like that as perks. Um, so I will say I won't make I, w- I won't uh, I won't deny it's it's true that our perks are. Frankly, I'll I'll be honest, they're they're the best we can come up with without spending money. Um, We say if if people do go to the Kickstarter and look through it, you'll see that we have a section talking about the pledges briefly. And, you know, basically we say, you know, um, our hands are tied with with some of the stuff we can do because of the guidelines. But frankly, even if they weren't tied by the guidelines, I think what, what we hope is that people that pledge money to the kickstarter are doing it because they want us to make the film and when you plan one of these kickstarters and you start looking into it and you think okay well we could give perks away you're just eating into the money that people gave to make the film um by the time you you know so if we did ship physical things to people um to fit the guidelines exactly and to fit the guidelines they'd be things that we have to buy so they couldn't be things we've made or our own merchandise. But even if they were our own T-shirts, we still have to pay to get them printed up and we have to pay for the delivery. And that stuff starts adding up like really quick. And it's like, yeah. I'm, sure these, I'm sure these people would rather just have the film than like a T-shirt of a film that's, you know, not had as much money spent on it now because it's paid for a load of T-shirts. So, yeah, our perks are far more about, you know, like desktop wallpapers, PDFs of the script, um, stuff like that because you know it's really they're more tokens you know we hope that people who give give us some give us anything are, are doing it to see the film and not to get a few desktop wallpapers but you know um you know but they're very welcome to the desktop wallpapers and they will be good I can promise you all that but uh, yeah I think it's really about putting us all the money into the film and not and not spending it on t-shirts and postage you know what I mean
0: yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You've got to save as, as much as you can for what you want to do. So it makes makes, makes sense.
2: It's yeah. the sort of thing we would do if we were in the opposition. I can tell you that, So Yeah. you get yeah. no arguments <laughs> from us. Sir. Yeah. Kind of, well, that's how the engaged podcast is run, kind of. We can just about do so-and-so. Well, that's what we're going to do. There you go. We've got hardly any resources whatsoever to talk of.
1: There you go. Yeah. That's what it's yeah, all about.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You make, you, you, yep, you make do with what you might do with
1: what you got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Well that's last if you think about it, Star Trek does set all the time anyway, the amount of sets that get reused for different different series or films or
1: Yeah, yeah, the stop yeah. shots, yeah, exactly, In the sets. How many times was that battle bridge redressed or, or the caves? <laughs> you know. Uh <laughs> yeah. Even the, you know, wearing the the next gen actors wearing the DS9 uniforms and that didn't fit them and all that. So, yeah, it's it's king of recycling, isn't it? And uh, so, yeah, you know, we're just, you know, we're trying to be authentic. You know, how meta of us we're being authentic, even behind the scenes to, to the way they made the show, not just on screen. So, yeah, definitely recycle everything.
0: How much are you hoping to raise for the um, film? what's your your goal for it
1: yeah the goal is eight thousand seven hundred pounds um which is it's it's a figure that we arrived at uh by doing our very best to just figure out exactly what it would cost um one of the things that we had to take into account straight away was that whatever we actually set our target as uh kickstarter takes a commission off so we're really trying to get eight thousand pounds because by the time you do the maths and you know uh, do a ballpark guess on it we're gonna about 700 pounds will go to kickstarter so yeah so we're really trying to get eight thousand pounds um just because that's kind of what it's going to cost um we we've you know we've written the script with this in mind you know we've, we've done chance accounts we've done previous films before so we're not um we're not naive to the costs that you know making a film can start racking up um but we're also not foolish enough to just write stuff with no thought of how we're actually going to produce it so the whole time while we're writing the story we're also got another part of our brain wearing away figuring out well how are you actually going to do this so we didn't just write some crazy story and then look at it and go oh that's unproducible you know we worked uh, with two sides of the brain at once so the script we've got is producible um it's about as simple as we could do it we you know we've really we only really got two proper sets and that will be the same set shot months apart repainted redressed so we've done every trick that we can think of to, to save money without it looking you know like a one set wonder cheap film you know um and when you add it all up and we're gonna need to hire a camera and and you know all sorts of costs hard drives because we're shooting 4k and the footage needs to go on SSDs, and it just takes up so much space, and they're not cheap. And yeah, there's a breakdown of it all on the Kickstarter page. Some of it's quite boring, to be honest. Things like insurance, petrol money. I mean, it's all not a lot of it's the sexy, fun stuff. That like, I mean you have to consider, but it's all there. And that's it, it. Exactly. It has to be paid for. Um, and so yeah, the goal is eight thousand seven hundred, and it's all or nothing. So if we don't reach the goal no no money's collected and everybody walks away which would be a real shame because I think it this could be a really great film um so I'm really just trying hard to get the word out to everybody and hopefully lots of people will chip in or if lots of people don't then maybe just one one person will just chip in the whole amount who knows but yeah just uh really hoping to get the word out and we've only got to the end of March to do it so yeah get get to kickstarter.com and, and check it out well, we'll we'll
0: definitely do everything we can now and to help you out so we'll we'll retweet things all that and yeah nice seeing. one nice so, one you know because i said i already have been
1: yes, exactly, exactly. I've, so exactly. i've seen yes thank you <laughs> <So>. <laughs> unfortunately yeah, I only, pick, so. you are unfortunately i, I only set my twitter up like i don't know a few weeks ago so i've got like eight followers and you know they're, they're you guys and like my friends so it's you know, I should have should have had a Twitter account, like, six years ago, and then I'd have a blue tick and thousands of followers, so... But, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. Um, we keep tweeting. You know,
2: start from somewhere.
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, um, I know how to make a film, but I don't necessarily know how to tweet, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, I, I sympathise with you on Twitter. I used to. I'm, I'm a little bit better in now, but I, I used to have real problems with it. Just right. Like, and it's really good that they've actually increased the characters as well, because that used to be a nightmare. Right. yeah. Like, uh, 140. It's like, what can I write in 140 characters? I'd be anything. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I write. I always struggle.
2: Sorry, yeah. I've read this loads of times. So I, I always struggle. Now, 280. It's like, thank you. I like this. I like <laughs> this. I can write loads of that. Four people today. <laughs> So all goes in one tweet instead of two.
1: Nice,
2: great fun. And I say you I added you in. If you don't know where to look, they're in the Follow Friday list on Twitter. I just gotta search a bit, but they're on there.
1: Nice one. So,
2: they got they got added in there and things like that. So there's plenty of ways to find them. The blog's got links on it, even though episode hasn't today hasn't gone out. But I've already got most of that sort of link stuff done already. Not that. Any
0: of them? Anyone listening is gonna have a clue what I'm gonna <laughs> read. But we'll say it anyway. Do yeah. Yes, we we can. Being organised for you. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, mm. <clears throat> go on, Jamie. That's no, no it's all right. You go for it. You go for it. I didn't
2: quite know where I was going.
0: You did. Right, carry <laughs>
2: okay.
0: on. Carry on. Right, carry, um, on. That's why I carry on. Carry right, on. Okay. Thank you. Um, one of the things I said I, I was what you were saying earlier about. Um, you know, you want to save as much money as you can, but you want to make the sets as authentic as possible. I think that's, yes. uh, that's a really difficult line to kind of walk along. And I, but I think, with, you know, particularly with *Chance the Cats, you guys did a great job. Um, yes. I mean, you know, like particularly, I think you mentioned, side, didn't you, uh, about the shuttle and the L cars and, and the buttons on the shuttle were really, really authentic. The like lengths they... you went to to
2: try and make them as efficient, as like proper as you could. It's incredible watching all the kind of, special features videos that you've done for that and kind of yeah doesn't it right let's get let's try that again and get a new one and before you until you sat there and went right that looks how i imagined it to look
1: yeah no i mean certainly i think with the sets i think if if you're going to do them you got to do them properly i think you know i I mean
2: someone out there is going to go oh that's not
1: quite right yeah, exactly. I think you know that's something that you know we're you know we established that with chance encounter with the with the sh- shuttle set, and then we also made a sort of quick and dirty turbo lift that 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 was a, almost an afterthought really. That was something that we didn't originally plan to have, but it we realised we needed it. So so we built a sort of quick and dirty turbo lift set. As well, but certainly the main set in chance encounter is the shuttle pod, which I should say we will be reusing in uh, the holy core. Um, back to what we were saying earlier about Recycle Everything, you know, we've got that set, it's in storage so we'll need a bit of patching up to make it look good again on camera, but yeah, we're not going to just ignore the fact that we've got one great set already, so we will be seeing the shuttle again, um, I hope, assuming we get to make the film, Um, but yeah, it's all about authenticity with those sets, I think it I just think it has to look right. It's 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 important just as much as everything else is. It's important like the costumes, you know, yeah. what, whatever actors we cast, they have to look right because you know every little bit has to work. Otherwise, it it undermines all the hard work in every other department. So whether that's the editing or the sets or the costumes or the performance or the casting or you know the 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 sound effects and the music and you know the the way it's shot, the way it's lit, you know, it, filmmaking is such a collaborative thing. So many. Elements are there um, that if one is bad, then it really just ruins all the great work that you know every other element had. So the sets is just as important as any other bit. Um, you know, so it's key for us that they really look good um, and not just look like a few bits of MDF sort of wedged together. You know, what I mean, it's uh, yeah. so so, and that's another reason why you know uh, the budget is what it what it is because. You know, if you start just getting a calculator out and pricing up the cost to make these sets and and, and we've deliberately kept them as simple as we can. Um, But, you know, just a a sort of a large sheet of black plexiglass is going to cost you over a 100 quid straight away. Um, And then the the graphic to go behind it, that's another 100 quid. And it, it just goes on and on and on and on. And before you know it, you start pricing it up and you're like, geez, man, this is. This is adding up, and that's not all. The, it's not like all the money's going for the sets either. It's you know that's just one part of it. It's probably one of the most significant parts, but as we said earlier, it's there's the whole plethora of things that need to be considered. So, but certainly what we don't want to do is is scrimp on the quality of the sets because, you know, apart from all the story stuff, which is you know is the most important, as we discussed before, I also think we set the bar quite high for ourselves with with the quality of chance encounter. Yeah, you know, across the board hopefully, but certainly the sets are no small part of that. And so we don't want to we don't want to miss sell the holy core and then have sets that aren't at least as good as the ones that were in Chance Encounter, because I think, you know, certainly we expect at least that quality ourselves and we're sure that anybody that funds us would be bitterly disappointed if the sets were any less than Chance
0: Encounters. Yeah I mean that's the thing particularly with fan films particularly in the last 10 15 years the kind of the the expectations have kind of been raised mm. you know because they really have improved but obviously you know a lot a lot to do with kind of because you know professionally because fan films said they look more more authentic than you know they used to be yeah um, so and I think you know I think you said you said Chancing Cows, I think you really get that feel of a uh, you know, really get that feel of kind of stuff. And not just Star Trek itself, but general Next Gen era, which is where you said it, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think said, I think fan films are definitely kind of, you know, I said before, you know, fan films were made, but they were never as um, kind of, you know, considered as kind of, you know, as in, I don't know what, maybe i say not as important, but they just never were kind of, um, never really thrust into the limelight as much. No. Said, I think within the last 10 15 years, I think that's really has changed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, part of that's just because the technology's gotten better and, you know, just not only has it got better, but largely it's got more affordable. Um, yeah. You know, People can edit on their computers and stuff. I mean, that's something that you know. Back in the day, when people were shooting on film, editing was insane because you needed a dedicate. You needed to develop all the film. The film itself was really expensive. I mean, we're kind of in the era now of quite cheap, quite cheap tech for. Well, certainly, we, it's it's weird. It changes all the time because I was just thinking the other day about how we're almost going back to where we were in the days of film, in terms of the medium is is really expensive. Obviously any film was expensive certainly cinema of 35 mil was, was hugely expensive um, and then we kind of got to the era where it was like well we all just record everything digitally now and it's kind of it's cheapest chips you know just keep recording all day but now with 4k and, and the hard drive space that it takes up it's almost starting to go back a little bit and it's like well actually it's starting to get a bit more expensive again and you can't just film Everything and basically leave the camera running and not worry like you could like 10 years ago, maybe, or five years ago. Um, certainly not when you're shooting in in 4K and want to do you know uh, a lot of post production work. Suddenly it's like, oh, actually, it's it's almost slightly heading back towards the, the bad old days when film was so expensive. But, but although the tech's gotten cheaper, like laptops and the software and stuff, um it's still expensive to move people around and coordinate people. It's one of the things I mentioned briefly on the Kickstarter is that a big part, a really boring, unsexy part of filmmaking Mm -hmm. is just people management, scheduling, just, just dry, dull stuff. But if that's not there, then the film won't work, you know, you know, if, if if everybody's not there where they need to be on the right day, and you know how difficult it is just to organize people to go down the pub. And so you try and get, you know, a crew and cast and, props and sets and locations and everything ready and, and and then actually not just get everybody there but then actually have everybody in a good frame of mind and actually be able to produce yeah. and shoot successfully on that day it's mm-hmm. it, it just yeah it's a crazy process but it's a fun one but it, yeah i'm I waffling
0: that, that's all right i think one of the great things <laughs> said about about stuff like this is the fact that you're really as i said you're you're a big fan of um, next gen era aren't you yes right, yeah right That yeah yeah um you know so i think you know if you've got the if you've got i think you said this have so if you've got a passion for something that comes out even more when you're making it or whatever it is you're doing so you know and you know particularly if that you said if that passion can inspire other people even more so so
1: yeah 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 absolutely yeah no you definitely i mean i, I you know i am a I me, mean, i love all the series actually i mean this discovery i haven't really bonded with yet i'm sort of my uh, i'll see how that goes i'm not really sure what my what my thoughts are now i don't hate it but i'm not really i don't know what what my opinion is on discovery but that's the new kid on the box so time will tell but certainly all the other series you know i love them all that they're all great um you know they've all got their pros and cons but i think oh, yeah. the next gen is probably the one that i you know that's like the warm blanket i wrap myself up in you know if, if i had to pick one it'd probably end up being the next gen you know to, I'd be unhappy about having to make such a choice, but yeah, it's the next gen. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, Simon's with you on that one. <laughs> Simon, you uh, grew up you grew up with next gen, so that's always been his his first his first. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that's a big part of it as well. It's like James Bond, isn't it? It's kind of the one you just imprint on at a certain age, and then you're stuck with that one for the rest of your life. So, um, yeah, that's that's I'm, me and next gen. I'm uh,
0: more DS9 myself. I, yeah, I right. Them, so Love, but you know, I absolutely love Next Gen, and Next Gen actually was the first Star Trek series I ever actually watched. So, right, because um, Simon got me in, got me into Star Trek years ago, and that was the first series he, uh, he, he got me to watch. So,
1: right,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. What kind of what inspired you then? Was what was it kind of that inspired you to um, you know? I said, what was it kind of that to set it in the next gen? I mean, obviously you love the, uh, obviously you love next, uh, uh, sorry, my words, you love the era of, of next gen. Was there anything else that inspired you to set both of these films in that era as well?
1: Um, yeah. I, I, other than like you say, it being probably my favorite. I think part of it was just down to a decision when we were going to do chance encounter was I just, the props and stuff that I had, I mean, we had like one uniform and uh, a tricorder and a phaser but they were next gen uniform tricorder and phaser so it's like well let's let's do that then you know uh, next gen it is because um, yeah so, so it really was that originally with Chance Encounter it was like you know back to what we're saying again about reuse what you've got if you've already got mm. a next gen tricorder don't make a, a Voyager because the tricorders are slightly different and you know if you're starting with a completely blank sheet of paper let your let your existing resources guide you. So, and then of course we've expanded on that now. So uh, now that the Holy Core is coming along, we're we're going to reuse the shuttle set. We're going to reuse the uniforms and all the other bits and bobs we've got floating around. So yeah, it just makes sense that we do next gen again. And also, you know, hopefully we'll become known as the next gen guys. You know, they're the guys that do the the good quality next gen films. You know, because um, it seems like there's um, a lot of the original series out there, and then the next most popular seems to be like post-Nemesis stuff, um, you know, in terms of quantity, at least, um, of the stuff that's out there. So I think Next Gen, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me that it it's, it's oddly underrepresented, I think, um, you know, in the broad scheme of fan films, but...
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've seen a few other Star Trek fan films, and I said it's not, not. I mean, I have not watched every one, but from what I've seen, it doesn't seem to be many next gen ones. So I think it's really good to kind of you, you, you know, you're focusing on that era and you know, instead said getting it more out there. So I think this, I, I completely understand that. I, I completely agree. Yeah. It's filling a niche, isn't it? it's filling the
1: kind of supply and demand. This the demand
2: there that is like next gen era fan film there yeah it worked with chance encounter and it's expanding on that world that you've built already yeah Uh, which got me just thinking out of the blue wouldn't are you gonna try and slip in a few easter eggs in in relation to chance encounter
1: um i'm not against the idea i haven't uh, unfortunately we haven't got that far into uh into the process yet there's certainly no overt references in the script or anything like that because you know we we have the we're on like the seventh or eighth draft of the script and that's all tight but i think little easter eggs and stuff would certainly be fun i mean one thing that did occur to me is uh uh people can see it on the kickstarter actually is we have a like a mock-up design of the ready room um that we're hoping to construct for the film and uh there's some the angle that the photo is at it's not super obvious but there's some shelves anyway in the ready room and obviously we'd need some little trinkets and odds and bobs uh, to uh set decorate those shelves with and it did occur to me that i could possibly put the uh rock crystal thing from chance encounter on the shelf in uh in this new ready room i thought that might be a kind of cute little nod um people might notice it um so I thought that that's perhaps one Easter egg that if we if we get into production that I might go for. Although the, the downside is that that rock thing weighs a ton. And <laughs> although we're going to do our best with these uh, sets, I'll, I'll probably opt for lighter weight trinkets on the shelves. Uh,
0: <laughs> just, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, again, you've got you to work with what you've got. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to break the sets just so I could put some goofy Easter egg in there. So we'll see. <laughs>
2: Figure out know what we're saying, you could put one of those old cars up from the shuttle shuttle pod, couldn't you? With that kind of hidden around somewhere—that'd be quite an easy one. That would.
1: Yeah, well, well, I suppose it, it with that with that line of thinking, we could just say that the fact that the shuttle pod will be in it—that's that's your Easter egg right there. We're just reusing the whole shuttle pod, you know lock, stock, and barrel. So, yeah. <laughs> that works. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! There it <he> is. <laughs>
2: but don't, in other interesting thing about it. Because we say we always do our research on on this podcast, we always do. Um, as we said back at Trek, kind of we always make sure we do our. Own yes,
1: work. yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and as you'd expect with Next Generation, you'd have thought Galaxy class starship because that's that's the Enterprise. But uh, strangely enough, that's not what you're going for. That's not the direction we're going for, is it? You're going for a Nebula class starship. So it's very science esque, very. Yeah. From the side, often they're kind of not, you know, a ship just out there exploring, just like the previous ship and the and last one. Last
1: yeah. I mean, part of that was, I kind of, what we were saying earlier about, um, some fan films that, that want to, uh, recreate the characters from the shows, like, um, like the great job Star Trek Continues does of doing that with Kirk and Spock recast by other people. Um, I didn't want that. That's not what our films are about. Ours, are, as we said, they're new characters. And so, I thought, by if anybody's just glancing at this in passing and they see a Galaxy class ship and a fan film, then they may well jump to the conclusion that oh, you've got somebody pretending to be Picard or or whatever. Yeah. And so, by having it be a Nebula class ship. I, I hope that even if it's just kind of subconscious in some ways, people will will realise that it's not supposed to be, you know, Picard and team out on the ship, you know.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing. Because I mean, if it was if it was going to be a galaxy, because some people might look at that and go, "Oh, actually, you know, you know, oh, is this is going to be a replacement for Picard." Or oh, no, you know, I do wouldn't want to go near it, you know, for whatever reason. Exactly. So,
1: yeah i just thought it was it was a good way of, of a sort of very visual way of showing that it's it's not a recreation of next gen it's just next gen era and yeah exactly uh, yeah. If,
0: if anything it's you said the way it's, it's added to it so yeah you know which is which is always great so you know nothing against star trek continues you know obviously you know but that's absolutely fine but you know sometimes as you say it's kind of you want something near as well, so I think I think I think the fact I said it is a nebula class. It's science, I said it's science esque. You know, I think that's uh, you know I said it's... It, 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 automatically. People look at that and go, "Oh, this is this is different. This is this, yeah, okay, this is next gen era, but it's not galaxy class. It's not cats and Picard
1: exactly." And I think that that nebula class ship really, really. is is all of that in a convenient neat little package actually because it it looks quite a lot like the enterprise and clearly it's basically just the enterprise kind of flipped and messed with a bit um again star trek reusing stuff that it already had um and yeah so it's yeah it's a great i think it's a a great choice um to 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 use the nebula class and we were lucky that i found a like a pretty good cg model online of one as well because it was just like a happy marriage of you know, the thought process we just discussed. Plus, I, I found a pretty good model. I've, I've done some tweaks to it and we will continue to tweak it. Um, uh, but, yeah, they, you know, I, I can do a little bit of 3D modelling, but I wouldn't really be able to make something like that from scratch. Um, but I can certainly augment and slightly tweak it. Um, so, so yeah, they're a bit of class all the way, baby.
2: Something you've been working on since the promo. I, I, I remember the interview you did with uh, Matthew over at Trek. Check
1: zone. That's right, exactly. Yeah. I've been um you know, I wanted to get a promo out and thought, you know, let's let's get something out, but was aware that, you know, the ship uh, you know, it's been converted through about three different bits of software as well, which probably hasn't helped. So I was just doing everything I could to tweak it. And and maybe I'll um you know, if we go into production and hopefully if we get funded then, you know, I might look at, you know, re redoing the whole ship or or whatever. But for now it will definitely be a nebula class ship regardless but whether it's the same actual 3d model or not um remains to be seen i shall have to wait and see
0: <laughs> yeah and that's the thing i think even even just making the 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 ship a science vessel as well i think is really even just a, a little thing like that just really adds i think it's really going to add to the story because you said they're out there to kind of explore so it really again it plays into even just what kind of ship it is really plays into the whole next gen era itself yeah so yeah definitely even just little details like that just, you know, really just add to it, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's sort of showing that it's not all, you know, about a battle or phases or whatever. I mean, we do actually have some phases firing in this script, but not a whole lot of it. Um, and I think having a, a, a Nebula-class ship shows you it's, you know, the, the, the whole mindset. It's, it's sort of emblematic of the whole film because, I mean, I think, you know, again, if people do see the Kickstarter page and hopefully they will check it out, then... You see that the sets we're building they are they're, they're um, a ready room and kind of like a, a cheap engineering room. It's like a, we can't build the whole engineering set. So we've got like one of these little smaller engineering type rooms. Um, and that's and that's hopefully sort of indicative of the story that we're telling. You know, we didn't try and build a bridge we, the room we were building is the ready room. And because in the ready room is where you have i think certainly the more conversational drama sure you can have yeah. drama all over the ship you know there's nothing more dramatic than a big battle or whatever but we're not doing that ours is about you know our captain squaring off with people and and debating and talking and arguing and stuff and so our sort of main set is 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 the ready room and then this engineering space um and and that i think yeah is like i say it kind of shows shows people the direction our film is is in um it, it's more about talking and drama and, and character than it is about you know shields being at 60 percent and and all that kind of malarkey it's
2: the sort of places you'd have because um there's also an article on fan film factor right yes it's the sort of things you um where you would have debates about scientific pursuit roles of religion um would take place rather than elsewhere on the ship. So you've done it where you would most likely have those interactions.
1: That's right. I mean, you know, I think the most interesting bits of Star Trek episodes normally, perhaps it's just as I get older as well. Other uh, other chats. I mean, it's not the it's not the battles. You know, you, you only got to listen to Robert Beltran being interviewed about Voyager and and you know his his rather cynical take on on you know. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s failing, blah, 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 structure integrity failing, and blah, blah, blah. Um, it, you know, it's good in context, and, you know, obviously we're huge fans of all the shows, but that's not really what you tune in for. Certainly it's not what I tune in for anyway, really, especially, like I said, as I, as I get older. <laughs> and so, yeah, our film is going to be set in, in the room where you talk, not where you fight. So, um, plus, yeah. you know, it just makes sense. It's easier. It's it's more yeah. in line with a low-budget film to to do a conversation than a big intergalactic, you know, uh, battle or whatever. Exactly, so. and I think I think you know t-
0: stories that focus like that, as you say, like, uh, like as Chancellor Car said, great job of it. It's it's the ideal, the, I- the ideas at, at the core of the um, episode of the epi- of the of the story of the episode that you know you're creating, and also kind of the ideals of Star Trek. Yes, as well, so you know. That's the thing, you know, and I think that's 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 one of the most it's really important. So you know, if if you can get those ideas across, which I think you know, Chancellor Cat has, I think did brilliantly. Whatever it is, you know, you, you're trying to whatever message you're trying to you know put across, I think great, you know. Yeah. You don't have to have big you know big space battles, as you said, and you know of you know, shields failing to have to to you know have an episode of Star Trek that can be exciting but also really um, thought provoking as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what we're aiming for, definitely. And of course, though, having said that, um, we do still have some phases firing uh, in this one because another thing which I think is would be accurate to say about chance encounter is that it it's probably a little bit too much talking, um, and so uh, you know, even even the inner light has got some some sort of threat and danger on the bridge and and uh, and i'm sure um you know if we went through the other episodes you know the visitor it's got this sort of drama on the defiant and so so you need a little bit of, of the other in there as well lest it just become a kind of uh you know just literally people talking that that wouldn't be right either and so um one of the things i've, I've sort of realized about chance encounter after we made it when speaking to somebody was um they're like, oh, so you made a Star Trek film. It's got, and they sort of ran through the list of cliches. Like, so you've got warp drive in it, have you phases? And Like, nope No warp drive, no phasers, no transports, no photon torpedoes, no aliens. I mean, literally, the list of things that Chance Encounter didn't have was very long. Um, and so we're definitely redressing that this time. You know, we are having a, a little bit more of the... Of the the, the checklist of things you probably should have in a star trek film um but like i say the emphasis is very much on story though not not the gadgets and the and the effects
0: yeah i mean that's the thing as well with with, with something like this that so you've made the first film was 20 minutes and now you said you're building on it which is fantastic i so, said because i think the holy Course going to be what was it 30 minutes wasn't it
1: that's right that's right yeah
0: yeah so you know which is you know a longer film great you know yeah. It,
1: So <laughs> yeah and when your original one was 20 minutes and the next one's you know it's basically a third longer which is another reason why we need a little bit more money for this one um because you think 10 minutes doesn't sound like a hell of a lot longer but when the whole original one was only 20 it's uh, yeah sort of shifts the perspective a bit so but yeah this one will be 30 minutes yeah
0: well that's the thing as well i think i think chance encounters thought it was was only 20 minutes i think that was great length for what you were you know the story you were telling because hmm. you know you want you want a story you know it's, it's all good doing a really long episode but it, it's all about quality so if you, if you can say something in 20 minutes then a normal episode we try and do in 45 minutes even better you know
1: yeah 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 otherwise you end up with something like a meridian yeah <laughs> <laughs> everyone's favorite ds9 episode <laughs> uh it's not the worst one of it's not SNI, that it's bad actually I mean it's alright I mean, it's... it's one of those ones where you go in going oh this one is the terrible one that everybody hates and you go well why is everybody hate it's not that bad So when people tell you to watch a film at cinema because it's great you don't, you come out not liking it whereas if they tell you it's awful you come out going oh, well that was fine I think yeah, Meridian's I mean, in that yeah. zone now unfortunately
0: poor, yeah, poor I, Meridian
1: um, well I mean you know <laughs> I,
0: I, going off talking a bit but um, kind of everyone you know everyone's saying how, how much everyone loved The Last Jedi you know it's like Oh my god, this is fantastic! And then Simon saw it, said he enjoyed it, but it was and it, it kind of like, but it wasn't quite what it, you know, it wasn't quite there. And then I watched it, and I was sitting there thinking, yeah, I can see what's Don't get me wrong, I, I, we both liked the film. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I didn't love it like a lot of people did. It was kind right. of, it was just like I don't know. For me, it was just missing something. But it's that prime example as you say of oh, everyone loves it, and you come out thinking, yeah, not, not, not you know, doesn't live up to what everyone else has said for
1: me. First. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you should always see a film uh, before you hear anything about it. And then, you know, you're getting your own opinion. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just said and done when it's a big event movie, because the only way to <laughs> avoid that is to spend all sorts of money getting there on the uh, preview night. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh. And, and do you do realize you don't actually have to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you don't, know, you don't have to listen to it, That is true it. that is that is true I don't have
0: to listen to you but as I just you, I, told you
2: what
0: I thought You you, I you, say, you make your own decision You don't have to listen yeah. to me No that is true you that don't is not to me I wasn't blaming you I wasn't blaming you <laughs> I, I was sorry if it came across that way Um <laughs> I just what I meant was it's just a case of I just understand what you were saying you, you told me your are I went in didn't I really you know I, was watching I know watching? something you know, oh yeah, Simon's right here. It's not quite so <laughs> you know, it just as you say, but that's the that's thing about you out,
2: that's all. Just uh, kind
0: of <laughs> that's the thing, so you you know you know how I roll, you know, you know we with some where a lot of things me and Simon are quite in sync. So like he'll recommend something and he'll he'll know if I like it or not. So right. yeah, so yeah, you, know, you know, yeah. Anyway Rambling <laughs> <laughs> on a bit now, so I'll stop. <laughs> But yeah, I was just using this example of what you were saying about, you know, you go see a film, everyone says it's brilliant, and it's not quite as brilliant as you think it is. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, another example of kind of a a movie that everyone kind of doesn't think much of is is Nemesis, Uh, and I've always quite enjoyed Nemesis. I don't don't think it's the best Star Trek film ever produced. but... I don't think it was as bad as 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 a lot of people said it was. I actually I actually quite enjoyed it, to be honest.
1: Right, so. yeah, I think they're all enjoyable in their own way. You you kind of once you once you know the film and you know what it's going to do, and the, then you can kind of enjoy it for what it is. I think. Yeah. I, I watched Star Trek Into Darkness the other day again.
0: Yeah.
1: And I thought, you know what, this isn't. I mean, maybe I hope I don't put people off my film by saying this, but <laughs> I watched it and I was like, I don't I, I don't know, I just felt numbed to it. I think it was like I, I knew what was going to happen, and obviously I've seen it, so I knew where it was going, what it was all about, and it didn't seem quite as egregious as it had done when I first saw it, I think, because I already knew, oh, this is the one that I don't particularly like. It's probably generally the least liked of all the films. Yeah, it's an odd yeah and I thought well I'll stick it on because because of that I I want to just re- re- reassess it and I watched it and I was like all, all the really big bits that are the real bugbears for people myself included just kind of washed past me because I was like well I, I yeah I knew it was going to do that you know I knew Spock was going to get all angry and shout Khan and and so when it happened I wasn't I don't know maybe I just put up as like a, a shield of of indifference and numbness to, to help me tolerate it i don't know but uh yeah you know i think once you know a film and, and that it's it's only going to be what what it is then you can enjoy it a bit more for for what it is rather than what you were hoping it would be you know you can only do that once it's been out and you've seen it and and the moment's gone you know certainly i wouldn't have had that opinion of it when i first saw it and it was like wow the big event movie star trek into darkness you know i was really disappointed with it but yeah I'm rambling
0: now. <laughs> right. We do that a <laughs> lot on here, go after tangent, so it's nothing new. It's uh, tangent city, as we call it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, one film that I actually like is, uh, that, uh, is Generations, I think. I, I think the two big bugbears that people have is that the enter- Enterprise got destroyed at all. Certainly, it got destroyed too easily. And <laughs> that Kirk's death was kind of it it was a waste that, that yeah that's was done with that, Kirk.
0: Yeah the um, enterprise getting destroyed that is, it didn't bother me. The whole thing with Kirk's yeah, but that's the thing, it's like how can you how can you make a guy in such a way where it is kind of meaningful and it does kind of I think really the bar is setting itself too high a bar with that, I think. Kind of Yeah.
1: I mean I, I think we should be sort of glad that they were brave to kill Kirk off because that was a pretty I mean, we know he dies in that film, so, you know, great, he dies. And we all know it's a 20-year-old film or, or whatever it is, 25 years or something. But um, but but at the time, that was quite a bold move to actually kill him off on screen. I mean, that's so I think they deserve a bit of credit for that. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, and also the whole thing of, like, well, you could just come out of the Nexus whenever you wanted and have plenty of time to spare. I mean, those are sort of the three, I think, main things that fans... A bug by and i certainly sort of can't really disagree with them um but but at the same time I, I don't think it would have been right if if kirk was on the enterprise d kind of taking command or or whatever that would have been like well i oh, think yeah. a next gen movie i mean it, it was a it always had to have the emphasis on picard but the, the thing i like about that film is that it's got the uh it, it's the enterprise d and it, it's kind of like that's what I think it just looks great. It, it it feels like next gen on steroids or something in a way that for me, the the later movies afterwards didn't, because I never quite bonded with the enterprise E and, and, and all that. And, but, but seeing, you know, they, they made that film a few weeks after they wrapped the series. And so it's like, you've got one extra little shot of adrenaline into the next gen's arm before it changed forever with first contacts and stuff. So, so, yeah, I, um, I, I'm quite fond of Next Gen. But again, it, it was, you know, I was at the exact right age to watch that and imprint on it and bond with it uh, as like a 12-year-old or something, probably. Um, which probably does colour my opinion of it a little bit, in honesty. <laughs> VHS? Oh, absolutely.
2: With, uh, wasn't it a really weird extra where it had Jonathan Ross doing a behind-the-scenes thing and you kind of go, huh?
1: Oh, you see, you see, now you've got an advantage on me there because my copy of the generations was a pirate copy from the dodgy market. The market, it was, uh, that's where I got it from. So I suspect that my one wasn't, uh, inclusive of the special features. <laughs> Oh, Jonathan Ross doing right behind the
2: scenes thing. I, I can't remember it. the table. You, you just sit there going, "Well, what? what were they thinking when they were <laughs> I we should get involved
1: with this one?" Jonathan Ross. Well, yeah. it's, it sounds like the same people that had Jonathan Ross at Destination Star Trek a couple of years ago. Was it that? Was it the London one? I forget. Yeah, or maybe yeah. yeah. We was uh, we was there, wasn't we, Sy? Si? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, I, yeah. I think I think I was at that event. I I think I didn't watch the Jonathan Ross one. I, I saw the one before that, which had uh, the Doctor Who guy. I forget his name offhand. Uh, through the like opening ceremony, isn't it? And they did the one with Jonathan Ross. And I looked at the cost of it, and I, it was like it, I forget now. I think it was. I, I I remember doing a calculation. It was like I'm going to have to put a pound coin in a bucket every 60 seconds. It was it was slightly under 60 seconds. It was like every like 54 seconds or something. I have to put a pound coin in a bucket the entire time I sit through through this and it was like a 90 minute long thing <laughs> and I thought would I feel satisfied sitting there would I be enjoying it if I was every 90 every 60 seconds I had to just drop another pound coin in I'd be like would I is that value for money again it's like back to my film it's like I'd rather have not had Jonathan Ross there because his fee I mean what's his fee going to be to do that it's not going to be cheap it's no. like just make the tickets <laughs> cheaper and get Marina Certis to do it you know what I mean <laughs>
2: Jamie, am I right in saying is that the one I missed?
1: Uh, Might have been.
2: Because that makes sense to me. Because I think I, I'd i never sold it in frost and I think you and Phil did.
0: Yeah, I, I think, think so, yeah.
2: She launched this damn thing. <laughs> and I missed it because I think I overworked myself. So I oh, yeah, yeah. Tower, and Phil yeah. and Jamie went and I, I missed it. I, I think I slipped it off. Right. So I missed it. I couldn't yeah. miss it. So that's why it's kind of that's why you got the kind of Unsure reply from me, Jamie. It's
1: like, there you it's go. Nice
2: familiar, but I don't remember it.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That no, and I, I just thought that was, I just thought, you know, who, you know, who cares about Jonathan Ross? I mean, he's not, he's not a Star Trek person. Okay. Oh, he's a big fan of Star Trek. Well, so are all of we, you know, just, I just, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have minded if the tickets weren't so expensive. And it was such an obvious thing of like, just don't pay Jonathan Ross's massive fee. And then it will be cheaper. And okay. it, you know? About who? Sorry.
2: Craig He was at one last one last year.
1: Ah, oh, I didn't. I didn't see it. I see went up to Birmingham, but I missed it. Yeah. It's just. I, I. get that. they what they're trying to do. They want to sort of you know add some sort of uh, credibility and star power to it. But just, just, just get one of the p- current guests there. That's who the people really want to see. People weren't saying, "Wow, I really hope Jonathan Ross comes to Destination <laughs> <laughs> Star." Trek. Well I doubt it maybe some people were maybe I'm out of the loop on that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only going to quadruple your ticket price. Wow, thanks. <laughs> uh, bit cynical of me perhaps. <laughs> you're allowed Gary, you're allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just it's, uh, very much in money saving mindset at the moment with this film, you know, I'm just looking at every way to economize. <laughs> And then yeah, I think man, that's the exact opposite of what those guys did with that. How do you feel, Gary? <laughs> I think you can tell by the tone of my voice. <laughs> it makes me feel sad actually that they that they uh, went that route with it because uh, you know those those events aren't cheap to, to to attend, and I just thought it seemed like a bit of a shame that they needlessly whacked up those prices just to do that. It seemed silly to me. But there you go. <laughs> Oh, Lordy.
0: Yeah, we're not for complete tangent there, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's always, you know, we're surprised the amount of tangents we can go off from one thing to another. And, we, and sometimes when it happens, we've been someone like, how did we end up talking about this? How did right. we
1: get here? <laughs> yes, yes. The <laughs> meandering path the conversation can take. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
2: do you want me to try and get back on track again? Because I always tend to try and draw it back to where we're meant to
0: yeah. be. Yeah, sounds go like for fun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> because you're talking about costume sets and kind of easing stuff, and you're also on the lookout for a bit of help, aren't you, with kind of generous people who might be able to um, loan um, and, um, uniforms to
1: you? That's right. That's absolutely right. Yes. And um, we have, you know, we want high standards with, with the stuff that's on screen um which obviously costumes is a big part of that and i think we did a pretty good job on chance encounter with the uniforms but we need to you know we've got more than two people in star trek uniforms this time around so we need more than two uniforms um so yeah i did put as part of the kickstarter um if anybody has i did say a Novos brand but you know um if, if they don't really have to be it's just kind of Uh, establishing exactly exactly and I I actually have already had uh, a couple of people you know nobody's actually said yes I have an Ovos brand but I've had some very generous offers of some of some very cool uh, stuff Um, so I'm hopeful I mean by by all means continue to offer people if you're out there because we need to pull it all and you know and it, it might be that the, something that someone's offering won't fit the guy that we need to put it in and stuff so the more options we have available to us the better but certainly again it was like you know trying to save money uh, you know we have the money in the budget for costumes um but if we can source them for less if somebody's willing to to yes. loan them exactly if someone's willing to loan them great or we can you know hire them we you know we're not expecting them to just loan them to us great if people want to but you know we're happy to negotiate something that's you know amenable to us to us both but i mean and, and another thing is an oversight they're not selling them right now um you know if you go on their website uh, pretty much all the next gen stuff is is unavailable and you know i emailed them and explained and said you know what's the deal and they were like well you know go on the register your interest list and maybe in like 2019 you know there'll be some more i said like, oh man <laughs> that's that's not soon enough so so that was another reason that we you know because uh otherwise we probably would have just uh gone straight to a Novus ourselves but there's a there's a next gen uniform shortage out there so so be a, be be wary of that um so yeah but uh, yeah anything that people can lend I mean, other other people have offered uh uh, sort of uh, props like some some pads and engineering tools and stuff so yeah, it's really great it's very very humbling to see people like you know coming in and, and offering stuff like that it's really cool it really helps you think that we'll be able to you know pull the film off even more because um all these little things add up and you know we're not going to like shoehorn props in there just because we've got a prop you know we're not going to fall into that trap you know well someone's got i don't know i don't know some prop I know, I've got a holodeck and like, well, we don't need a holodeck. Like, yeah, but we've got access to one. So put it in. Oh, okay. So we're not, we're not doing that. Um, but yeah, certainly if, if we can source uniforms and maybe the odd pad or, or something just to have off, off, off in the background somewhere, then, you know, perfect. Um, so yeah, please, please do. If you, if you have got stuff, it's all, all contact me through the Kickstarter or, or email me at, um, what's my email address? Gary at star Trek short film.com. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, all, all, all offers and stuff gratefully received and uh, hopefully we can make something happen. Yeah, no, actually, I
0: was having a look at your uh, your Kickstarter page and I noticed that um, if you actually raise like, over your budget that you'll um, be dedicating like uh, additional shoot days or greater detail on the sets, which I think is really cool as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, the, the, you know... Uh, uh, it's, it's obviously it's um we don't want to get ahead of ourselves with uh with getting more money than we're asking for but certainly i know sometimes that happens it actually did happen with chance encounter actually um we we got a slightly over uh, our, our our goal So so it's not without precedent but um yes i think there is a little section on that page that just says you know just just in case we do Um, Here's probably what we'll do with it you know it would all depend on on how the situation unfolds and and by how much we possibly had gone over but yeah they they would be the sort of first thoughts certainly would be look okay let's let's have a, a one extra days filming or two extra days filming or whatever it would be just because you know anybody that's done film making will know that you know time is money and money is time you know the only reason everything costs money is because you need it for x amount of time so you know if you're if you've got a space that you've paid for for example to to build and film your sets on well you know it's costing you per per hour or per day or whatever it is so um so therefore you of course you have to rush when you're filming and then and then you know obviously things suffer when it's done in a rush so it, again, it's you know, it's not a sort of sexy thing to say, but it's like, yeah, we could have one extra day's filming. It's like, oh well, why don't you build this or get that or you could. It's like, yeah, but that's not, you know, that's not how you make a film. um Really, you have to just spend the money on on things like insurance and rental and stuff like that, all the dull stuff that doesn't make for an interesting Kickstarter page, but. You know, that's how you get the films made properly. You know, that's why there's so many people on, on the credits of these films. And half of them are like accountants and stuff as well, half the time. So, yeah, um, the dull but necessary stuff. But, yeah, certainly, um, yeah, it doesn't sound inspiring, but it, it it does make the film better if you just have got longer to work on it, obviously, I guess. But, yeah, um, that's how we choose to spend it if we did end up with excess fun, which you never know you're like, hey, but, yeah. I thought it would be worth putting that in the page just so that if people wondered, they'd have an idea what our thoughts were.
0: Yeah, which I think is good to do, so, you know. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, do you have any other questions you want to ask, Sire, or anything?
2: Um, I think in my research, I think I, I think it might have been with Matthew, I think you also said that you're trying to get away from location filming as I think it was a nightmare, if I recall. <laughs> There's a a lot more set work.
1: But That's right. See. that's right yeah yeah because yeah you know as you know you've seen chance encounter and perhaps people listening will have done or hopefully they'll check it out and a lot of it as i said earlier actually is is out set outside and that was for various reasons i mean that's the story kind of demanded it which is the most important thing but also it was you know obviously it's you don't have to build a load of sets if you're filming outside and it's a common conceit i mean you know lots of fan films you know it's set outside and blah blah um hopefully we did a good job of it though but of course it does limit you because you, you, you're limited in you know you can get rained off really easily you know you can lose the light you get sound problems so you know every time there's an airplane going over or something nearby I mean, we had a freaking combine harvester going at one point and just yeah it, it just and all your stuff it's harder to be organized you know people aren't as comfortable because they're sat on little chairs and you know people aren't as rested and there's you have to watch where, you know, stuff goes missing far more easily because it's just put down on the floor. You know, it's, of course, you know, all the things you can think of mean it's harder to film outside. And so, um, so many variables, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And even if it's running smoothly, it's just not as easy because, you know, you have to run everything off batteries. There's no mains power, you know, everything is harder outside. And so, um, so yeah, we, we you know, we we sort of were looking for ways to avoid it. Plus I honestly think you get better value for money if if you've got some cool sets, you know. And if we're gonna build the sets, um, then let's use them as much as we can. You know, let's not you know, let's not be a great set. I mean, in some ways we were perhaps a little bit guilty of that with chance encountering it. We really we did build hopefully a a great shuttle set. And it's not in the film a great deal. Um, which, you know, on, on one hand, I like, you know, it's like, it shows that we're trying to do everything quality. If we're going to go on a shuttle, we're going to have a good shuttle. Um, but maybe we went a little far in that direction with Chance Encounter, and, and certainly it's something that, you know, we're looking to improve. It's like, if we're going to build sets, then let's make sure we really do photograph them and not, you know, build some great sets and then film half of it out in the woods, you know. So, so yeah, and it's just more, it just feels more Star Trek and it's more exciting. I mean, there is it is all about the story but at the same time there's nothing wrong with the, acknowledging that it's great fun to see these sets you know it's, it's a great great part of it you know it's something i enjoy when watching watching the real episodes is just you know looking at the sets i just i just love those sets man, that they built on that show Just that next gen kind of federation style and aesthetic it's just i don't know it's just something really great about that and so um yeah we want to try and bring some of that into the holy core more so than we did with chance
0: encounter yeah um yeah and i think um as you say it's kind of a particularly you know, kind of because sometimes obviously you know you watch the episodes for whatever but then you sometimes want to watch them to, to look at all the details in the background and you yeah. know you know so it's, it's much as it's much a kind of you know emotional experience as it is a visual one as well really isn't it so
1: definitely definitely i mean that's why it's always you know, sometimes it's a bit harder. Like I just, I'm watching Enterprise at the moment, and yeah, I actually really like the episode North Star. I think it's North Star, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the cowboy one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's it's a cool episode. And I really like it actually. But um, it's certainly when you're a kid as well, your heart used to sink a bit when it's like, oh, it's set in the, the ancient west or the ancient west. Listen to me, I'm speaking like freaking. <laughs> In Alexander Rezenko. Um <laughs> the old west, set in the old west, and uh, but yeah, you know, what I mean, sometimes it's like when you're a kid. it's Certainly, it was like, oh man, it's in like you know uh, uh, Holmes's London, or it's you know it's in Sherwood Forest or whatever. It's always. Like, oh, I like looking at the sets, man. You know, <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, we want to make sure that we got we got the sets in the movie because it's a it's an important part of the viewing experience, and it would be silly to pretend that it's not. Um, and so yeah, we're going for it
2: those sets damn it, and we're going to use them
0: exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um is there any other questions you want to ask or anything si no i think that's me done i think yeah i think i think i'm yeah i, think, I don't think there's anything else Ooh, I think, think yeah we,
1: think we covered right. a lot we covered a lot there I think. yeah great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i just really hope that you know um not that, just that we get the word out, but that we get the word out quickly enough as well, because it's uh, like I say. I think I said earlier, we've only got till the end of March to raise the money. Otherwise, it's all it all disappears and we don't get anything. So, if you're listening to this and you and you even and you're still here, and you've put up with us all, then then um, yeah, please do go and check it out. Because and if you can um, make a contribution, no matter how small or big, and uh, and also help us by. Just spreading the link around and making other people aware, even if you can't donate, just, just tell people. That's a that's a massive help as well. Because you know, As I've been saying recently, we can't crowdfund without a crowd. So please do share the link and, and pass it on. And hopefully we'll get to make the film and we can all, in a year or whenever we finish it, because it will take us a while, but um, can't rush a good thing. Um, hopefully we'll all be able to sit and watch a cool film for half an hour and it'll be very much worth it I think so yeah please do go and check it out I really hope we get to make it for everyone yeah yeah um, absolutely and you said um, I'm going to make sure I donate once once we finish oh yeah nice one yeah that wasn't aimed specifically at you but (laughs) I know but (laughs) But please do take it on board
0: (laughs) it's 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 it's, it's, (laughs) <laughs> it's more by memory i say i do something, and then i'll just forget it's that type of kind of remember it's like oh crap yeah i should have done that so,
1: yeah 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 exactly just make sure the... you make sure you remember before uh, 31st of march though don't log on on april 1st and okay. oh man if only i'd remembered the 24 hours sooner <laughs> Barry,
2: i think you should leave a message for future jamie editing this episode i think i think that'd be quite cool
1: Yes, yes, please.
2: Because he's going to edit it, so he's going to hear yeah. it again. So I'll be quite late He listens to like this bit and goes, oh
1: yeah. Oh, log, log on now. Kickstarter.com forward slash projects forward slash, here you go, 1512203744 slash the holy hyphen core, blah, blah. You've even got the URL in your ear. Lovely. Fake it very much.
0: <laughs> so where else can people find you, Gary, apart from the Kickstarter?
1: Uh, the best place is star trek short film dot com. Uh, star trek short film com. Uh, everything's there, all the links to, to everything else we do. We've also got a Twitter which is um, at Star Trek Film, um, but I'm not super hot on it because I've only just started using it. Um, but anything anything worth seeing will be on there. But um, yeah, Star Trek short dot com. That leads you to everything else, and it's just one thing to remember
0: awesome well um you said we'll, uh, we'll include all the links in the in, in it for, you know for the episode but well, people are obviously hearing it now and we'll include the links as well when we release it so nice um, so yeah guys please do check out if you haven't already please do check out chance and cameras it really is a great fan film uh me and simon definitely highly recommend it so yeah and you said please support this one as well because i said it definitely deserves to be made nice
1: one thank you thank you all very much That's
0: all right well thank you very thank much guys. Thank you very much for coming on, Gary It's been great to have you on. Thank you for taking the time out to come and, uh, on and talk to us about you, about about what well, both of them really. Because I think we had a good chat about both bo- both of the, both films, have not we? I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all, guys, for uh, another episode. We hope you enjoyed and you know, stuck around with us for this long. <laughs> um, so yeah, as always, I've been Jamie. I've been Simon. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon, guys. So take care. Bye. Bye.